brought to you by SABC Education, enriching minds, enriching lives. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. 22 minutes after 11 o'clock. It's the Friday wind down here on The Talking Point. Thank you so much for, if you just joined us, welcome to the show. But if you've been with us, thank you so much for staying with us. Really do appreciate it. Tandiswa's in the studio. Good morning. Hi, and Mulwin Yamakai. You're not feeling well. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I've got, uh, I've got bronchitis. I'm, I'm glad you made it despite not feeling well. Thank you very much. And, th- and sorry for being late. For, are you are you rested? Thanks for being gracious. Are you? Um, no, this is. I have to continue resting. Yeah, that's the only sort of way you deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a show coming up soon. I have a show coming up soon. You mean the one on the twenty yeah. fifth yeah. of February? Yeah, I do have a show. It's in Cape Town at the Artscape. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm trying to rest up for that because we have rehearsals. Yeah. And the other thing is that we haven't been to Cape Town in a very long time, and really, Cape Town people have just kind of been crying about you know the fact that we haven't been able to go there mm, mm. i don't know if my mic is still on but um so this is finally a chance for us to go to cape town very exciting mm. when was the last time you performed in cape town i actually can't think of the last time that i performed in front of like an audience in cape town i've been to cape town to do some kind of official uh, gigs like opening of parliament or something like that but i haven't been to cape town to play with my fans and mm, to mm have a good time with people that um, enjoy the music because usually the corporate thing or you know that kind of thing is not really with people that are your fans right 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 kind of people that are there for dinner and (laughs) and awards or you know speeches so I'm really excited to be in Cape Town on the 25th of February at the Artscape Uh, finally yeah yeah live performance is a big part of your your identity as an artist Um, they sell out uh, for good reason uh, and you seem to love being on stage. I do, uh, I uh, do. The stage is has always been a, a you know a sacred place for me, and it was a place that you know I could engage in some kind of fellowship. It's very ritualistic what happens on stage for me, um, and there's a divinity in the stage because everybody has to like live in the moment and live in the truth of the song, you know. And um, I just love it. I love what happens to me on stage. I love the how I get consumed by the music when I'm on stage. And I love every now and then to catch a glimpse of someone's face. I don't look at the audience when I'm on stage because mm. I'm very... Otherwise, I get very shy. Really? But, <laughs> yeah, so I can't look can't at Can't imagine them. that. I can't... No, I'm, I'm ridiculous with the nerves. And also just, you know, it's... Um, it's a crazy thing to be able to... For your job or for what you do to be you know, to have this idea that you let loose in front of people, you know, that you show people your madness and you share with them, you know, all your idiosyncrasies. And mm. That's crazy. It's a what's crazy your, thing to do. What's your pre-show ritual? Usually it's just breaking down. I, I, you know, I try to have a ritual. I mean, I kind of have one, which is to warm up my voice and, you know, to rest a lot and drink warm drinks. That's kind of... So can I tell you why I asked this question? Mm-hmm. Specifically because you use the use the following expressions. You get consumed when you're on stage yeah. by the music. It's a divine experience. Yes. Uh, there's a sense of... Uh, 
you know, there's a sense of divine presence. And yeah. so that that seems more like just going on a stage, switching on a mic and singing oh, to people, no. right? It's it's a performance. It's, it's, it's a performance in the sense that a theater actor would consider their performance, their character as, as something they're stepping into outside of themselves. The yeah. divine exists within and without yeah. you, right? And so you're stepping into so it. So it does, it does, what I, what I, what, what happens is that I, I, I have the normal things that you do, which is warm up your voice yeah. and, you know, um, and then what starts to happen about 30 minutes before the show, as soon as somebody says, Miss Mazwai, 30 minutes, I start to kind of crumble, the me that I know. And my knees go weak, my stomach starts to ache, my back hurts, my I've got a headache, <laughs> everything is a mess. And what I, what I liken this to is there's a ritual when you begin your, um, when you go into being a traditional healer, there's the, one of the first rituals you do is called ukuvumugofa, which mm. means you agree to die in order for the newness to consume you. Um, so every time I go on a stage, I think I do that. I agree to put myself aside and to allow the gift or the magic or whatever it is to do what it is called to do in that room on that day. Does that does that call for you to self isolate for those first those twenty minutes before the show? Always, I I can't talk to anyone. I'm I'm impossible before the show. I'm How do you interact with your band? My band kind of knows it. Everybody just leaves me alone before the show. Otherwise, okay. it's you know they you can't get it. You can't talk. I can't talk. I'm lying on the floor sometimes. Um, yeah, I just can't talk, and it looks like I'm really afraid. So people just like. Oh shame! It's just scared. <laughs> That's really what it is. My heart is pounding, and I can't breathe. And I have to talk myself into the idea that I'm going on the stage, whether you like it or not. You're going on the stage. It's still till this day. I mean, you've been doing this for what twenty plus years? I've been doing this for yeah, like twenty plus years, almost thirty years now. Yeah. Um, no, it has not gotten better. In fact, I think it gets gets worse. When I was a kid, I think I felt like yeah let's go on stage but um as soon as i became a, a solo artist i think it just became so mm. much harder i think just being a part of a group makes it sure. easy for you to to know that there's other people that could fumble the security on stage, of, you know of the I mean? group yeah. yeah in front you know yeah. what i mean i mean you have the band i have the band and i rely very much on them but to be at the front that's a very different animal altogether mm. When last have you been at a show or a concert as a consumer and not as a performer? Uh, on, I, 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 I can't remember, but I think this weekend I'm going to see Sting. Oh, really? Yeah. People don't even know that Sting is in, is in South Africa. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, we just got off the craze of Gregory Potter and Umsaki here in Joburg, so we kind of... <laughs> yeah, I wasn't here for that. I was in Dakar uh, recording some sessions for my album that's coming up. So I missed all of the Gregory Potter excitement. But I'm here I'm, Would I'm you here have for gone Sting. if you were around? I would have gone. Yeah. I would have gone. I mean, if I have time. Usually, I don't like to go to concerts also because concerts cause you to scream. Mm. and to sing out loud and you know it's the kind of thing that singers are just not allowed to do you're just not allowed to scream you know <laughs> your instrument yeah <laughs> you have to if you're going to scream you have to like have warmed up your voice and done so many other things before you get to the point of you know um putting your voice through such a hectic thing as screaming 
Mm. Give us a call 086 0 We're taking your WhatsApp voice on 0614104107. And you can tweet me at speaking on Twitter, Oliver Dixon on Facebook. Tandi Swamas Wise in studio is taking the headlines on the other side of this. We're going to play you Ingwam. Give us that call. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. Hi there, Oliver. I did ask for Tanisama Zai's um, song, Kura Wone. Speaks about Bururuka. In Shona, Bururuka means flying. This is Nikki Wei from Bloom. Thank you. Hey, Oliver Dixon. Hey, Chief. We've got the legend, I'm a legend today. Uh, I love that woman, man. Seriously, I really love her. You know, like, I love her when she was still with Bongo Muffin. I love her now. I'll always love her. Uh, I love her music. Uh, when she was singing, when she was singing with Bongo Muffin, I remember Tati's uh, I, I couldn't understand. And there are some, some words which I don't understand even now as I'm growing up, but I still love her music her vocal she, she's perfect your mother's message oh that is cool or else uh message oh in the world one day in the world one day like no man in the world one ah perfect send this one as why pick up that bit with coco yeah woman yeah thank you darling what's on this one good day oliver I think what I like about Tandiswa, when she introduced her solo career, all her music uh, was based on revolutionary messages. And we need that even during the so-called democracy that we challenge the current government through music. Well, that's what happened even with the apartheid government. It was challenged through arts, through reaction, from sports people and everyone. So these kinds of artists, we need them so that they can wake up everyone in South Africa that we are still not yet free as young people. Thank you. Yeah, powerful voice notes there. 0614104107. That's our voice note line number if you want to send us some more voice notes. Taking your calls on 086-000-2032. Were you inadvertently political or deliberately political in in your messaging? Um, I think, you know, some of it was inadvertent and some of it was very deliberate. I was very much aware of it as a as a young person because I grew up with very radical parents. Both mm. my parents were members of the PAC, which is, you know, um, a kind of very radical thinking mm. that I was raised with. I was raised with... Um, Robert Subukwe <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yeah, I was raised with all of this. And... Um, so, yeah, some of it was very much uh, just a, a function of how I grew up. Uh, but I think that coming into the music industry, I, I was very deliberate in, how, in what I would become. And I think, interestingly enough, it came from a question that I was asked by Uma Mire Maikeba when I first met her. I think I was like 20 or something. And she said to me, what kind of artist do you want to be? And it was something that I hadn't actually thought of, mm. you know. Um, I was still just kind of playing around, and we did this song, uh, which 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 we called My Geba, which was basically um, what's the song? Pata Pata mm. remained. And so when she asked me this question, it sent me home, and 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 I I started thinking about 
what that meant, you know. And I, I thought about what kind of artist that, what kind of artist she was, and um, it started to inform me about what I wanted to be, what I hoped to become, which is an artist that speaks truth to power, which is an artist that um, is always having this really critical conversation with my generation through my music or engaging topics that um, are that vary you know it t topics that are always about pan-africanism that are also about breaking stereotypes that are about um, uh, finding new ways reinventing mm. ourselves in this place uh, but also very much about memory you know because for me memory is really important to how um, we see ourselves as children of, of the continent, as African children. Mm. Uh, reinvention is, is an important part of the human experience, mm -hmm. uh, but as an artist, do you, do you reinvent yourself constantly? Constantly. I mean, I started off as a Gwaito kid, you know, and when I did my first album, Zabalaza, I don't think anybody thought that I would make that sound. Uh, it would have been easy for me to just make another Gwaito album and be a great Gwaito singer, mm. but I decided to challenge myself and the album after that Ibokwe was very much informed by for instance Fela and rhythms from West Africa very much influenced by um, traditional healers here at home um, and I think that that for me was also quite kind of, kind of a, a new place to explore not only musically not only sonically but also the um, the messaging I think I was kind of thinking about the idea that, you know, our traditional belief systems are considered to either be evil or backward or um, just not uh, sophisticated enough. And mm. I was looking into that world and, um, and I wanted to make this album that kind of invoked some of these ideas back into kind of popular discourse, popular spaces mm. and after that I did Belete which is a jazz album and I had never done a jazz album before I never even thought I would be able to do a jazz album um, and um, since then I've done collaborations with the Black Jacks which are a rock band um, and now I'm working on an album that I think obviously is very different from every other album I've ever made um, I always say I like the idea of um, doing something new with every mm. album. I like the idea of being a novice and not necessarily being a master. The um, learning experience is an important one. Who do you who do you take on that journey with you? Different people on, on different albums, but there are, I guess, people that, ancestors that I carry with me all the time that inform what goes into my music um, in terms of, you know, sonically and as well as um, the content. So my mother, for instance, or Busimplongo Miremagheba Fela Guti, Humasigela, Biki Dude. There are many names that walk with me all the time. Mm. Why Senegal? Senegal is one of those places I've always loved on the African continent. I love the West. I always say West is best. <laughs> I know that South thinks they are best, but really the West is best. Um, and uh, originally I wanted to go to Bamako and I had been talking about it for about 10 years with my old manager, Chris Siren, who passed away uh, sometime last year. So it became very difficult for me to get to Bamako 
um, and I would have loved to go because that's I was I would have I was going to work at um, Mofu, which is Salif Keita's studio, mm-hmm. and um, was really going to work a lot with some of the musicians that Ubabu Salif Keita works with. Um, but I love Senegal. I love the energy of Senegal. I love the people of Senegal. I love the food. In I was Senegal. about to ask about the food. What's I your What's the first meal on touchdown? Uh, Chibujen, which is like a really spicy rice mm. and a spicy fish. I love that. Also, the they fish, just they just the don't yasa. yeah they just don't want to call it uh, what it really really is, uh, which is jollof. Yeah, I mean it doesn't look like jollof. But it sort of tastes like this is like a brown it. one. It, right. Yes, but it's in it's the spiciness jollof, reaches yeah. that. The palette. spiciness does reach that yeah. that that palate. I don't know. I think the whole jollof war is between Nigeria <laughs> and Ghana, and I'm not going to get involved. And possibly the the Senegalese jollof is just probably the original jollof. <laughs> so we, I don't. We know. don't know that. We don't. <laughs> we don't know that. But you know, um, I love the food. I love Senegalese people, mm. and I love Senegalese music. But really, why I went was because I wanted the kora in my music. Ah. And I wanted the ngoni in my music. The ngoni is a small little, uh, tiny little guitar that it's a big wooden piece, and I think about three strings, Um, and it's just an incredible sound. I've always wanted that in my music, and I also have always loved the drumming that Mm. comes out of West Africa, especially Senegal, with the talking drum Mm, and. those really hard, quick rhythms that they do mm. on their drums. So I've um, I've always wanted that in my music. Um, and also the name of this album is Sangofa, which is a, um, a word from Ghana uh, in the Twi language that says, well, there's, they have these signs in, in Ghana that are called the Adinkra signs. Mm. And uh, each is a symbol or a... An, is it an ideograph? Is that what it's called? Iconograph. Iconograph. Um, a symbol that represents something. Right. Uh, and one of these symbols is of a bird that's looking backwards and picking up a seed. And that symbol is called Sangofa. And Sangofa means to go back and fetch what has been lost or what has been left behind. Um, so it's very much, for me, a representation of going on a kind of historic excavation um, as a child of the African continent to discover what I think apartheid really succeeded in doing, which is to separate us from the rest of the continent and to to continue this idea that we are not all brothers and sisters. Um, And uh, I've always been Pan-African at the core. And so... Traveling the African continent for me is one of the, the great loves of my life. I've done it over and over and over again. Mm. So, yeah, this 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 entire um, journey was just about uh, fetching some of the things I've always wanted to fetch from home and bring them closer to me. So, yeah, the ngoni, the kora, the drumming. And who are the artists you're working with? Well, um, I've featured some people on the album. I don't really want to say too much right now. Uh, but <laughs> the I track have, listing isn't done. <laughs> the track listing isn't done and the contracts haven't been finished. Right. But yeah, the hope is to finish this album by the end of this month. Right. And when are you looking at a release date? By the end of March, maybe one or two songs which should be out. And then the rest of the album should be maybe May, June. But... 
some music has to come out now. I'm I'm kind of ready. I think you know, as an artist, uh, uh, you go through phases where you you don't want to be heard, mm. where you want to just be quiet. Um, and I think I've arrived at a, at a place now where I'm I'm not. I want to be heard. Yeah. It's what do you, what would you call this genre? Hard to say. Hard to say. Very very hard to say. I mean, it's there's guitars and there's synths. And there's Kora, and there's mm. Ngoni, and there's Kosa. Does it matter? I don't really think it does. It maybe it does if you're looking to get an award, and it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's so hard for people to like when you enter the Grammys to categorize w- yeah. the thing. Um, so I don't know. I I know that it's African. That's that's perhaps more important. I know that much. That's always been important to me. So yeah, let's see what how people categorize it. I mean, the Duzo Makatini is on it. Does it make it jazz? I don't know. That's that's good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> Shout out to Duduzo, big fan so, of his work. I don't know if if that makes it makes some of the songs jazz. Any 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 other local artists you want to throw out? Um, who else is on there? No, I'm not gonna call anyone. <laughs> I'm not gonna be mentioning any names yet. Can yeah. I can I mention names and you just say yes, no? Okay, let's see. Tandun Tuli. I wish. Hi, Tandi. Let's do this. I think that's good. I love Tandi. Msaki? I love Msaki too. You're not saying yes or no. These you're, are people that I love. You're not you know, playing the game. These are my loves. <laughs> these are my loves. You know, Zoe Mudicha. These are my loves. Yeah. These are my sisters, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's so beautiful that you mentioned these particular sisters because um, the, the music industry can be such a lonely place. And I was someone who, at a very young age, was hanging out with very old people. Like, Brahu was old. older than my father. Yeah. But he was one of my best friends. I was hanging out with him every weekend. You know, yeah. or, uh, you know, Mambu Simsongo. Very grown up. Yeah. You know, uh, possibly my father's age. Yes. And, you know, I had these friends that were way older than me and they all passed away. Mm. And I was really starting to feel quite lonely and not knowing who I could hold on to. And it's been such a blessing to have people like Msaki and Zoe and Tandi and Somi mm, mm. Um, in my life. Just kind of a new community. Holding, yeah, just new community. Yeah. Holding us down. We need that. We need that. We don't live in isolation. Um, we need that. And Hi, Oliver and your team. Molongo Sazana, eh? Capulera on Columnando Shalai. Osazana, I say, and Candoli. Capulera on Tulacutan and Bumalel and Goz. Greetings, Oliver. This is Puleng Puli from Bloemfontein. Wow, Oliver, I must say that Tandiso Mazwai always reminds me of my late mom. My mom would most of the time say, Tandiso Mazwai is very much of a conservative person. She's very much of a traditionalist and she's so protective of the spiritual realm. I can say Tandiso Mazwai is actually the trailblazer of the spiritual and traditional music in South Africa. I love her boldness. She is such a queen. Thank you. Bye. Wow, wow, wow. We are blessed to have the songstress of our lifetime um, in that uh, studio. Thank you for bringing her on. I've missed her. In fact, I missed her when she was in Langa, Cape Town, many years ago. I had 
been built to go down and uh, watch and then disaster happened in my house so i'm so happy to actually uh, get the chance to just uh, hear her engage again and to hear that she'll probably be in cape town soon or rather will certainly be in cape town artscape um sectanda sisi we've always loved your work we've always loved what you represent um and we hope that um Wako will continue to liberate the minds of many love 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 cfm 104 to 107 nationwide Oliver Dixon on SAFM. Thank you, Tandisa, for the schooling, African schooling. I did travel in my mind there a bit, uh, Senegal, 
I hear you. Thanks for the teaching. I'm doing homeschooling beyond the classroom. And I think that's what we should do to teach Africans about Africa, about us. Thanks about the idea of the Ghana symbols, about healing, fetching what was lost. I think this country can do with some healing when we listen to the news headlines. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. It's Nikki from Bloom. Hi, Oliver. Just want to find out where did it all begin for Tandiswa? And um, on, on her song, who plays that guitar? Can you remember? I, 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 I can't remember who plays that guitar on Nizalangobani. Because that's a long time ago. It was such a long... It's literally almost 20 years. Yeah. Uh, but I've also just got a bad, 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 bad memory. You, you can ask Sipostole, who is older than me, he'll remember. Your, your, your current band, um, how long have they been... I mean, bands come and go, right? And, and no, people I, move in and out of bands. And My band's been playing with me for 15 years. My goodness. 15 years. We get on stage... Everything is like lock. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Anything can happen on stage. You can say to us, sing for us that song from 19 Man Man. We'll sing it for you. We really? Are, we're ready. We're born ready. My goodness. We're born ready. This is literally the best band in the land. Yeah. There's no band better than this. I want us to speak about your show and what to expect. But before we get there, mm -hmm. um, live performances are a big part of an artist's life, commercially and otherwise. Mm -hmm. We had years of like three mm, years of, yeah. of no, no live performances. No performance. That was the silent period. You spoke about silence, right? Yeah. And you spoke about your music relying on memory and memory being inside. Yeah. Memory is most active in a period of silence. Yes. Yeah. Right. What I were did, the memories um, that, that, that kept you going? Do you know what? Uh, for me, the, 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 the COVID era was actually quite hard. It was hard. I, it was hard to not have contact with other human beings and it was hard to not be able to go on stage. That you know, because I use it very much as a way of healing myself and it's kind ritualistic, of breaking, you said. yeah, and breaking some barriers within myself. So it was very, very hard not not being able to perform. Besides the financial impact of not performing, um, it was just hard emotionally to not be able to work. You know, um, yeah, most of us rely on on work. Mm. Any kind of work, the work we choose. What did you do in the silence? Play Scrabble, play Hangman, I read books? I watched a lot of Netflix. I watched Game of Thrones from season one to season eight again. I, like, all I did was watch TV. You actually enjoy Game of Thrones? What are I you currently watching? I love Game of Thrones. I don't know what I'm watching now. Now I'm kind of just thinking all the time, <laughs> writing a lot. And what are you reading? Figure out my... What am I reading? There's always a few books. I'm going to have to go into my thing. But because I'm writing a lot about about Africa and thinking a lot about our history before colonization um, and the idea that, you know, we have an, a history of empire and uh, that that Conquest. history, besides the history of conquest, but we have an a history of empire that, you know, there's a, an, an empire in Mali, there's a, an empire in Ghana, there's, you know, so Zimbabwe is an empire. So Great Zimbabwe, you know what I mean? But to these are not things that are taught in our schools. Kids have to go and excavate this stuff online and be interested in it before they are, they can be taught this. Mm -hmm. You know, or to be taught 
um, that mathematics had been in Africa for thousands of years, or to be thought taught that uh, astrology, for instance, there's a group of people that live in a place called Dogon in Mali, who um, had been claiming, or who say that they come from a star that has now been named Sirius B. And these people would draw a map to, the, to their home star long before a telescope was created that found that star. So that telescope mm. was created maybe a hundred years ago, they found the star. But the people of Dogon have known of this star. They say that it's their home star for, you know, thousands and thousands of years. So astrology in Africa, or for instance, the, the advances in medicine that Africa had made before colonization, in terms of like C-sections and, you know, all those types of things, um, operations on the body. Mm. People, because of the idea that we are, we are colonized, that we are slaves, that we are beneath this other race, people forget to excavate and go and find mm. the true history. Because as Miriam Makeba says, the conqueror writes history. And so they will write what they want to write about you. So you cannot read the history that's written by your conquerors. Mm. And you cannot read the history in this present day, you cannot read the history that is written by people who are selfish and trying to take over the history of this country and pretend that it only belongs to the ANC. So what you have to do is go and excavate the history Absolutely. of this country. 25 February, Artscape in Cape Town. Yes. Ticket prices, ticket available where? Tickets are at CompuTicket. And they go from, I think, 275 Okay. to 600 So, yeah. Are you are you performing any new music at the Artscape? It's possible that one new song could slip in there, you know. It's, it's <laughs> very, very possible. It depends, you know. We we prepare a show. Yeah. But sometimes when you get in front of an audience, the show kind of goes haywire, so. Yeah. Um, it, it's possible that it may slip in. Uh, now I have to go there anticipating, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. It's the week of the budget speech. So I'll be in Cape Town. Oh, so we'll be in Cape Town. Please come. I'll be there. Please come. Please come. It's a... Uh, we spent a lot of time developing the the visuals for the show um, and just kind of developing what, what the show is all about. And really, I would be interested actually for people to write their own letter to Azania and send it to me. If you were to write a letter to Azania, what would you say? Mm. Um, and for those who don't know what Azania is, Azania is that utopian idea, that idyllic place where a black person is not confronted with any violence. That's Azania. So if you were to, and, and it's a place that when I was growing up, that word was everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, we were always, there were songs about Azania, Izuelitu <laughs> from Cape to Cairo, Azania, Azania. So Azania is about the entire African continent and how sure. it would feel if you felt at home in this place. So as the word has become less ubiquitous, has as the concept of that utopia escaped us? I think so. I think that especially for, you know, the modern African who has faced um, a lot of um, bad leadership, you know, people are running away from their countries to try and find better life somewhere else. People in South Africa are struggling to find a better life in a country with the you know, the assumption was you vote for a black, yeah, black, yeah. black president, then you will get um, radical change in black lives. But I think we've proven in the last 30 years that um, even though change has come, it has come at a very slow pace. And in fact, 
something at this point something is rotten yeah, in, this, absolutely. in our country Tandiswa thank you for your time thank, thank you, you for coming for appreciate me. it thank you uh, all the best to you on the 25th see you in Cape Town 25 February yeah uh, hopefully I'll be able to bring Sakina along it's budget speech week that week hopefully Sakina will be in Cape Town she's got the update at noon for you